Don't be unclear. Don't be too casual. And don't be a time waster. Those seven will take you a long way. The next issue is planning the work and working the plan. Too many people just dive in the middle of something and start answering. Emails can really get you into this. You just start to be kind of a backboard, which you respond. Always have the end in mind, as Stephen Covey says. When somebody's corresponding with you, think long and hard about what you want the end result to be. And sometimes when I have a correspondence going back and forth, I have a little crib sheet in my office, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just keep a little note about how you're doing against what you want. And if you cut and paste and go back and forth, that's easier. But also, if you're dealing with a long-term correspondent, like a customer or vendor or a problem, you should do that. But always plan the work and then work this plan. And if something changes, modify what you're doing, but be aware of it. Now, the purpose of emails and letters is to win a point. This is not a process. A lot of people respond in a process sense when they really should be having an end in mind. Professional people do this, lawyers, accountants, and people like that. So if you wind up in a debate with somebody like that, you'll do quite well if you have your end in mind. This happens with institutions, too. They start getting into process, not result. Now, your winning hand is if you pay attention to the end result and they're just doing process, you increase the odds of your winning what you want. Now, there are basically four major steps to what you want to do. First of all, identify the end in mind and wait for an opening about what is going to happen that could help you. In other words, if you're looking for something and the emails are going back and forth, you can then wait for an opening. And when it comes, use it. A lot of people don't do it because the best time to respond to somebody is when they've opened the subject. So keep the end in mind and wait for the opening. The second thing is you must determine whether you are in the offense or the defense. In other words, are you the one that's trying to get something on the offense or are you in the defense kind of ducking or the weaker party? And that's important. Offense is always harder. It's always harder to get something, whether you're dealing with a customer or supplier or anybody else. Third, determine where you are on the board, and we call this your board position. And this is very important. We're going to talk about this later. But you have to find out where you are relative to the other person. And then you want to find out at the same time if they perceive where you think they are. And finally, before entering into a dialogue and email, determine what you'll accept in advance. In other words, if you're selling somebody, know what price and terms you'll accept. You would be surprised how many don't. Now, this is the magic of email. You can email a customer, and they'll, call, they'll write you back, and you make a proposal. They can say yes, and it can happen right now. And the beauty of this with email is you're not interrupting them. They can open the email when they want. When they're ready to address you, they open it, and they're ready. But that puts a burden on you to be ready in advance, so you know what you'll accept. So if they do it, you'll take it. Process and purpose. Most people emphasize process over purpose. What you want to do is reverse things. Did you know you are late on your mortgage is a really stupid thing to write if you want the money. The point about it is, if your purpose is to get something, skip the preliminaries and go to the main bout in email. Now, in letters, it's a little more complicated because you start with something with an introductory paragraph and you keep going through it. The great thing about email is you can write them. And one of the greatest things I do when somebody owes me money is I write them 
And I say, I'm sure you know you're late. And if you have a problem, let me know. And if we can help you solve it, let me know. In other words, you're reaching out to people. Now, email's better than phones because what happens if you're having a tough situation is with an email, you send it to them. They can look at it. They don't have to worry about responding. People miss that. In a meeting or a phone call, people get on the defensive because they can't really tell you what they're thinking because they kind of hold you off. They kind of have a stiff arm out at you. But in an email, they can think about it. And by the way, there's nothing wrong in the email of saying on the collection letter, look, we know you're late. You probably have some issue. Why don't you think it over and let me know in a couple of days? It's much better in emails, you've got speed in your side, so you don't have to have unnecessary uh, ultimatum dates. That's a huge advantage. And you can also say, please respond so I know you're...